0: I heard one and that was only Pastor. My goodness. I, I you know, my mother saying she said good morning. I didn't hear her. I apologize. I apologize. I'll do it one more time. Good morning, Living Hope. Morning. Now I got it. Good morning, Kelvin. How are you this morning? All right, Living Hope. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and get started with Sunday school this morning. If you want to go ahead and stand for me, if you're able to, and if you're gonna be Whether your Bible or the screen this morning or your favorite app, we're going to be in the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. We're going to be in chapter 36, Old Testament book of Jeremiah, chapter 36. And we're going to be beginning at verse 21. And as always, it is definitely good to see all smiling, happy faces today. Paul, good to see you this morning. It is definitely um, better to see the smiling faces than the uh, scowls. Scowls on the face of morning. absolutely, and you know you know even the more and more even standing before you on Sunday mornings, I never want to take it for granted or think that I deserve this opportunity because i don't I don't deserve this opportunity and i and I'm grateful for the trust that that pastor and sister Valerie have in me to have me and allow me to stand. Before you so I, I do give honor to Pastor and Sister Valerie this morning for once again allowing me to stand before you. That was a long time, so you should have it by now. Jeremiah chapter 36, verse 21. If you got it, say I got it. Got it. The Bible says in Jeremiah 36, 21, So the king sent Jehudi to fetch the roll, and he took it out of Elisha, the scribe's chamber. And Jehudai read it in the ears of the king, and in the ears of all the princes which stood beside the king. Now the king sat in the winter house in the ninth month, and there was a fire on the hearth burning before him. Verse 23, and it came to pass that when Jehudai had read three or four leaves, he cut it with the penknife and cast it into the fire that was on the hearth. Until all the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Yet they were not afraid, nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants that heard all these words. Verse 25: Nevertheless El Nathan and Delaiah and Jemariah had made intercession to the king that he would not burn the roll, but he did would not hear them. Finally, verse twenty-six. The Bible says, but the king commanded Jeremiah the son of Hamalek, and Saraiah, the son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, the son of Abdeel, to take Baruch, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet, but the Lord hid them. So for the time that we have together this morning, I just want to share some thoughts on the topic, unmoved by God's word. Unmoved by God's word. Let's pray before we're seated this morning. Lord, I thank you for allowing us all to come into this place today, Lord Jesus. I believe there's a reason we're all here, not chance, not Happenstance, we've got something for us, Lord, not just in the Sunday school hour, but also, Lord God, once we get into this worship service. The devil might have tried to keep us from this place, but he wasn't successful, Lord God. Now that we're here, Lord God, we entertain your presence, we entertain your spirit, and we pray that whatever you've got for us today, we receive it, God. We've got ears ready to hear, we've got hearts that are tender to receive the word this morning. We're willing to take on whatever you pour into us today, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, and I pray to add a blessing. To this word in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And you may be seated this morning. So, this thought, unmoved by God's word, as I was preparing, one of the first things I, I thought about was, I wonder, does anyone have a, a t-shirt that says that, unmoved by God's word? And, and I was like, well, if they did, they, they probably would never they wouldn't want anyone to know, all right? They may have worn it, but 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 not where we would have seen it. And uh, then I was like, "Well, unmoved. Probably nobody. That's not a thing that you want to be on your gravestone upon your passing. Like you don't want someone to be visiting their cousin and walk by yours. John C. Smith, unmoved by God's word. Hmm. I wonder what he feels now. You know. That's, you know that's that's probably not a thing. And I was like, well, you know does anyone have any bumper stickers on, on their cars? Oh my, oh, my mother has a bumper sticker, something about her daughter in graduating college. I don't know. A Liberty mom, I believe, is what it says. Well, I believe that, that bumper stickers are of the devil. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- yes, let's clap for that. <laughs> I really do. I don't like them. I don't want to see them. I, actually, you know, I didn't always feel that way. When I was a little kid, we made, a bump, we made bumper stickers in school. And I actually brought my bumper sticker to my dad and said, daddy, can we put this on the car? And he gave me a look, such as I knew that I should never ask those type of silly questions ever again. So that's why now I despise bumper stickers. Because right? I could not get my bumper sticker to get the glory that it deserved. So now I think all bumper stickers should be burned. All right? But I wonder if someone's ever been driving and maybe you looked at someone's bumper and it said, you know, unmoved by God's word. Maybe it was beside all the bumper sticker that's so popular. God is my co-pilot. You know, I don't know. I, no, all right. Nobody's seen. I've seen that, and then what's the the one beside of got your co-pilot? You know, chain seats, which I like that one. That one makes more sense. All right, I need him to be in charge and flying this thing. All right, I want to be. I don't want to be the pilot. a God to be the pilot. But I didn't think that I would really get anyone to acknowledge. You know, having a T-shirt or wanting that on their gravestone. This thought of unmoved by God's word. In fact, I would have been more surprised if someone said, yes I, you know, yes, I am unmoved by God's word and I'm proud of it. All right, that would have been, <laughs> we would have stopped and just prayed for you. We would have stopped and just prayed for you. But the, the, the sad reality though, the sad reality and the truth is that many people north, south, east, or west of this very location, 21650 Chancellors Run Road are in fact unmoved by God's word. All right, they've heard it, they've, they've read it, they've, they've um, watched the a movie, all right, uh, they watched Moses or something, uh, and they were unmoved, they were unmoved by, by the word of God. But really, 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 the real truth on today is if I can find two and a half or even three people in this place, you would have to confess that at one point, you also were unmoved by God's word, all right. You'd have to say, you'd have to admit it. We, we look, we, <laughs> we weren't born in these seats right here. Uh, we've all, we, we, it's been a long journey. But we're here, but if we we're honest, we'd have to admit, yeah, at one point I was indeed unmoved by God's word. All right? Um, you know, so we, sometimes we, we judge too harshly, sometimes, because we forget. All right? Because such were some of us. Right? And, and the Bible says it like this, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, right? you are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Right? We were unmoved by the word of God. We were, as the Bible puts it, fornicators, idolaters, effeminate abusers of selves with mankind. We were thieves we were covetous. We were drunkards. We were revilers. And we were... Extortioners, the word didn't move us. But turn to your neighbor and just tell them that, that's in the past. Go on, tell them that's the that's the old me. Alright, because now, now, now I got a song on the inside that, that even the angels in heaven can't sing. Alright, because now I say things like amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Alright, that saved the wretch like me. Truly, I was a wretch. You know, I I say things like I was lost, but now I'm fine. I was blind, but my eyes are open. I can see now. I am no longer unmoved by the word of God because I was sanctified and justified, and it's by him. And I I owe that to him. I owe that to him this morning. So we read in chapter 36 of Jeremiah, it was talking about this king and, and who is this king? Right, who is this king that we read about? And really, I'm glad you asked because I'm inclined to tell you. King that we read about was King Jehoiakim. All right, you may not know him. He was brother to Jehoahaz and son to previous king of Judah, King Josiah. The thing about Jehoiakim is he did not have a great he did not have a great family lineage. Mentioned he was brother to King Jehoahaz and he became king at the age of 23. But he had a really short reign. His reign lasted three months. It's right, very short for a king if you weren't aware. All right, very short. All right, three months and he was dethroned. All right, he left the kingdom. All right, he left the kingdom. But in those three short months, the Bible says this. Of Jehoahaz in 2 Kings chapter 23, verses 32. The Bible says this three months he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Only after three months. Because of his short reign is why we have King Jehoiakim, who now takes over at the age of 25 for his brother. And he actually reigned for 11 years. He had a longer reign than his brother, but sadly, the Bible also records of him in Second Kings chapter 23, verse 37, the Bible also says that he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. So we have these two brothers who really should have known better. I told you, their, their father was King Josiah. And they really should have known better, right? Because the Bible says this of King Josiah in Second Kings chapter 22. Beginning at verse 2, the Bible says this. It says, and he, speaking of Josiah, did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And walked in all the way of David, his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. So their family lineage wasn't the greatest, right? Or I should say, Jehoiakim's family lineage, with the, we're going to talk about his father and his grandfather in a little bit. But his brother wasn't a great example to him. But his, his father was. His father did what was right, the Bible tells us, in the, sight, in, uh, in the sight of the Lord. And you know, King Josiah, he had a huge learning curve. Because just as Jehoiakim didn't have a, um, the best example before him, Josiah didn't have the best example before him either. His father, King Amon, and his grandfather, King Manasseh, before him, the Bible says this about them. They did evil, or that which was evil, in the sight of the Lord. So we have, we have this family, generation after generation, and, 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 and what, they're, what they're giving us and what they're showing us is that they're not following the word of God. They are unmoved by the word of God, such that what the Bible records of them is that they did evil they did evil in the sight of the Lord. So we read in chapter 36, and what was happening is it's the same old story. Same old story we've come so, become so familiar with. And uh, the nations of Israel and Judah, they've been a mess for, for years, constantly rebelling against the word of the Lord. And, and once again, the Lord is calling them to repentance. This time, though, through the prophet, through the prophet Jeremiah. And God tells Jeremiah, hey, look. I need you to write down, all right, all the evil, all right, for the people. I want you to tell them what's about to happen because they're, they're, they're not repenting, right? right? They're not turning from the evil ways. I want to. Verse 3 of chapter 36 says, look, I want to forgive them of their sin and, and all their iniquity, but they, they just won't do right. right. They just won't do right. So I want you to write this stuff down. And I want you to go and I want you to tell the people because if they don't get right, judgment is coming. So Jeremiah has his assistant, Baruch, he has him write down all the words. Now He tells him, hey, this is what I want you to do. I want to write everything I say. I want you to go to the house of the Lord. And I want you to read these scrolls to the people. All right? And that's exactly what Baruch does. So where we pick it up in verse 21 of verse 36 is this is not actually the first time, right? This is not the first time that Baruch has read uh, the, the, the words from the scroll as Jeremiah gave it to him. It's actually... The second time, the second time, and then he turns the scrolls over, he turns the scrolls over to Jehoiakim's princes. Because they're like, hey, all right, this is some. We need, to, we need to take this to the king. All right, we need to take this to the king. So we picked up in verse 21 of chapter 36, and I'm going to read it again. Because now that I gave you a little bit of context, all right, might make a little bit more sense to you. So verse 21 of chapter 36 of Jeremiah, so the king sent Jehudai. To fetch the roll, and he took it out of Elishama the scribe's chamber. And Jehudai read it in the ears of the king, and in the ears of all the princes which stood beside the king. Now the king sat in the winter house, it was cold, ninth month it was uh, December, and there was a fire on the hearth burning before him. And it came to pass that when Jehudai had read three or four leaves, he, speaking of King Jehoiakim, cut it with the penknife. And cast it into the fire that was on the hearth until all the roll was consumed in the fire. Well, consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. So look, all that stuff that Jeremiah had said and Baruch had written, the king cut it up, threw it in the fire, burned it all up. He was trying to get rid of that word, that warning from the Lord. Verse 24 tells us, yet they were not afraid nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants that heard all these words, verse twenty-five. Nevertheless, El Nathan and Delaiah and Jeremiah had made intercession to the king, that he would not burn the roll. But Bible says he didn't hear them. They were saying, "Hey, I don't think this is a good idea." You know, the man of God has given us this word, and it's not the first time Jeremiah has warned him of the impending doom and judgment from the uh, people of the north, speaking of uh, Babylon. You know, and we ignored him that time too, but this might be, we might need to pay attention to this, but the king wouldn't hear, right? The king would not hear. He was unmoved by the word of God. It's not a good place to be when you're unmoved by the word of God. And that's where we find Jehoiakim right now. And the princes that were with him and the servants, they were also unmoved, probably just following the lead of the king. You've got to be careful who you're hanging around because you may know what's right and what's good, but you may not do it because you're going to follow their lead. If other people want to remain unmoved by the Word of God, sometimes you got to let them do what they want to do but you cannot yourself be unmoved by the word of God It's, it's, it's not going to end well for you that, that's not a recipe for for success that when you hear the word you You ignore it. You even try, as the king did, to destroy it. We'll talk a little later if I get to it. You can't destroy the word of God. (laughs) You can try as you might. And even, guess what, if you ignore it, it's still the truth anyhow. And I think the reason that we're all sitting in this room right now is, I talked about that we were at one point unmoved by the word of God. Well, at some point we decided that look, I can keep ignoring this thing if I want, but it's still here. I still ha- I still think about it, I still hear it, it's still resonating in my mind. I-, I can't get away from this thing. Why? Cause that's how it was that's the intention of the word. That's the intention of the word. So so in verse 20, in verse 24, we read that, yeah, the, the king was was on move. He, he there was no fear, all right? He didn't. He didn't rent his garments. He didn't. He did. His only move was, uh, let's get the fire hotter. But in verse twenty-five, we read it. Nevertheless, El Nathan, Dellaiah, and Jemariah made intercession to the king. They said, "Remember, we just talked about. It, hey, don't do this. We shouldn't do this." All right. Who? All right. Start to think. Who is your? All right. Who is your El Nathan? Who is your Dellaiah? Who's your Gemariah? Who is that person? Yeah, you, you call them by different names. Mom, dad, uncle, Jim, Samantha. I don't know what you call them. I don't know your story. But they served the same purpose as these three men. They heard the word, received the word, then try to get you to believe the word. Try to get you to receive that same word. They urged you to listen to the word. They encouraged you not to ignore the word of God. Even though you would wave them off, you would say things like, you know, all that stuff in the Bible can't be real. They never left you alone though, right? They, they kept trying to put that word in you. you. Sometimes you even got angry. And you would tell them, like, if Jesus loves me so much, then why does all this bad thing happen to me? But they didn't stop uh, speaking the word to you. Right, even after all those years, time after time you said what next week I'll come to church to do next week. And every time next week would come, right, you'd have another reason and another excuse why well this is just not a good week. But guess what? They never left you alone. They were they were good, um Delaiah, right? They were good Gemariah. And guess what? Some of you, right? Some of you. You fit the role of El Nathan in someone else's life. Somebody you've been talking to for a long time. You, you've been trying to put the word in them. Maybe they live in the same house as you. Maybe maybe Steve, they work in the same cubicle as you. And you've been talking for a while, kind of going back and forth, and, and uh, there's something there's blocking it, but, but you're not going to stop. You're not going to stop. Because you didn't stop... We saw her sitting right beside you a few weeks ago, then a few weeks after that, and she even brought her son with her. We are an El Nathan, we're Adelaiah, we're a, a Gemariah, to somebody. There's somebody out there that we've been trying to get this word into, right? And they've been throwing up all the roadblocks, right? They've been doing all the things to say, nah, "This is not for me." But you don't stop. It don't stop. You keep doing your part. You keep playing your role in their life. God's got a plan for that person. Understand, you're part of that plan. So if you take yourself out of it, are you messing with God's plan, people? Don't mess with God's plan. So we make these excuses all the time why, you know, we don't want to go to church or um, why we didn't want the word, but here we are. (laughs) Here we are. We... Stop standing in our own way. Right? We stopped being unmoved by the word of God. Why? Because we had that person in our life that, that loved us, that cared about us, right? That wanted us, right, to get to know the same God that that they knew. They didn't give up. Why? Because they knew that Revelation 1 and 3 said, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. See, they knew that soon and very soon that, you know, everyone has to stand before the judgment seat and give account for all the decisions they've made that were contrary to the word of God and his teaching. Yeah, see, the people that didn't give up on us, they, they knew that, that really they were just following the blueprint of the word. They were following the blueprint of Romans ten seventeen. We know it says, so then faith cometh by hearing, and then hearing by the word of God. So they're just, they're just, I just got to keep speaking it. If I, if I just keep speaking it, he's going to get it. If I just keep speaking it, he's going to wake up early that Sunday and come to church with me. And that's what happened to you. Because that's somebody's testimony. That's somebody's testimony in here right now. After years and years, finally, I, fine, I'll go. Can't be that bad. Can't be that bad. I went to I went to uh, previous church and there was it was an older couple. It was older. I, they were real old. I don't know. I don't throw no ages out there and offend nobody. But every week, every week he would the husband would would drop would drop Mother Wills off at church, and he would sit he would sit in the parking lot the entire service. He wouldn't come in for years, for years. And then one day, where he didn't come at the beginning, church had already started. And he, well, and you can, like that church, you can kind of like here, you can see people walking towards the parking lot. And, like, you saw him walking, you're like, maybe he needs to use a bathroom or something. I don't know what's going on. But he didn't. He came in. And he finally came to church. After years and years, right, not badgering, right, but just speaking the word to him. And finally... It clicked one day, and he came. And that's some of your testimonies here right now. Finally, something just clicked, right? Something just clicked. You're like, you know, I'm going, I'm going. You know, I, Tyler just raised his hand. I saw. I don't think Tyler would uh, mind if I share this. I'm not going to give names, and you know, he'll fix it later. He'll fix it later. But it's being recorded, Tyler. Oh. You know, he told me a story that when he was in high school, was a young man, and I and I know this young man also who who was involved in the churches before Tyler was. And he would invite him to church all the time. And Tyler would be like, nah, don't think so. Not for me. Until one day, Tyler calls him, say, you know what? Let's go. (laughs) And Tyler went. Now look at Tyler. Now look at Tyler. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Just keep speaking that word. Just because you're unmoved by the word right now doesn't mean that you'll be unmoved by the word tomorrow. So these same people, right, the reason they don't give up, the reason we don't give up, the reason why we keep doing what we do is because the word. right? Deuteronomy chapter 7, uh, beginning in verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and Keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Verse 10, and repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hateth him. He will repay him to his voice. really want to get to verse 11. Thou shalt keep therefore the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which I command thee this day to do them. So the reason we don't give up and people didn't give up on us because they know that we need to be obeying this word. We need to be following the statutes. They know we should. All right, so they're going to keep it on us, keep putting it on us. The same way we're going to keep doing it. The same way we're not going to give up. The same way we're not going to quit. They knew that. Uh, they knew that for you not to face the wrath and judgment of God, you needed to hear the word of God so that you could follow and obey His commandments. They knew that you needed to line up with His will, just as they did, just as. We all do. They knew that the word of God was your hope. It was your your shelter. It was your hiding place and your shield. They knew that if you opened up your heart and you let the word of God in, that you would obey his word and you would turn away from your wicked ways. And I said, look at Tyler, but look at all of us. Look at all of us. So after hearing the word of God, Jehoiakim we read it, he was not afraid and, 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 and he was not moved towards the word, right? But his father, again, King Josiah had a different reaction upon hearing the word. In 2 Kings chapter 22, beginning at verse 11, the Bible says this, And it came to pass that when the king, speaking of Josiah, had heard the words of the book of the law, that he rent his clothes. And we read Je- Jehoiakim, he didn't rent his clothes, all right, so his father already has a different response. Verse 12, And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, and Ahikam the son of Shaphan, and Akbor the son of Micaiah and Shaphan the scribe, and Azariah a servant of the king, saying, Go, this is verse 13 now, go ye inquire of the Lord for me. Go pray. <laughs> he heard the word and his response was, oh no. <laughs> We ain't been doing right. We need to pray. Well, what are we going to pray about? All right, first of all, we're going to pray for all the people. Not just for us in this room. We're praying for everybody. All right. I did say everybody. All right? That's not proper English. All right. I just say everybody. Every. <laughs> and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that is found. For he knew this, great is the wrath of the Lord. That is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book. Now he said our fathers. He means his fathers. Because remember his father, King Amon, he did that that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. And his grandfather also did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. So he said the leadership before him, they had not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according unto all that is written concerning us. So he said, look. The word comes forth to him, and the first thing he says is, hey, (laughs) we got to pray. (laughs) We have to hear from the Lord. How do we fix this? (laughs) What do we need to do so that this great wrath, he spoke, he said the great wrath doesn't come upon us. That should be our response, your response, my response upon hearing the word of God. It's We need to fall to our knees. We need to pray. We don't need to be unmoved by that word. That's going to prove to be disastrous for us. That's going to prove to be a a bad move and a bad decision. So King Josiah, he had the opposite reaction to his sons upon hearing the word of God. He had the correct and the right response. He wanted everyone to pray and to figure out what they needed to get things right before God. And again, just as we should. Just as we should do every single day. We have to always... Consider what is the will of the Lord. What thus saith the Lord, and then follow that thing. (laughs) Not our own path, not our own destructive (laughs) decisions. What what does the Lord say, (laughs) Lord? What do you want me to do? How should I how should I attend to this? Uh, My life is really messed up, Lord. How can I get this thing straight? How can I get it right? Talked a few weeks ago, it's not, about, it's not about looking to man for your answers, but it's about looking to, to God for your answers. So Josiah didn't have the best leadership, right, and his father, his grandfather, but, but he still did what was right in the sight of the Lord. So it's, it's still doable. We can still do it, even if we didn't have the right example before us. We can still do it. See, moms, dads, grandmas, aunts, uncles, it doesn't matter what your role or what your title. So, you know, uh, our our kids should not do well in spite of us. Like, if that's what's happening, your kids are doing well in spite of you, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) Right, Sister Valerie, they're doing something wrong. You read the wrong parenting books. All right? Get your money back. Get your money back, please. All right, they shouldn't love uh, the word, follow the word, believe the word in spite of our incompetence and our ineptitude, that just means uselessness, all right? They shouldn't get this thing, you know, because, man, my mother don't know what she doing, man. I got to get in this word myself. That shouldn't be what your kids are saying. Because the love of the word and the embrace of the word should be because of your love of the word. It should be because of your embrace of the word. You know, we got, we got little Samuel, and we, got, we got little Malachi, you know, and, and they're coming to church every single day, all right? And, and we got little Cassie. Where's little Cassie? Is she sleeping? She's not even, oh, she's over here hiding. Right? This thing is going to stick with them because of what they see Tyler and Jesse doing every day. It's going to stick with them because of what they, see, what they see Flo and Christian doing every day. We got, we got an important role to play. Got an important role to play, moms, dads, uncles, cousins. Every single one of us. Every single one of us. We we got got a mighty big role to play. The the example that is seen, don't don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly. It's a great responsibility. Your influence. A lot of times we don't don't think we have influence. We're not on YouTube, we don't have influence. But forget about YouTube. You have great influence. You have a great influence. When you make contact with me, somebody calls you Auntie Angelita, all right. you have great influence, all right, with all of them, all right? Great influence. Don't despise your own influence, all right? Don't think that they're not looking at everything that you're doing. Don't think they're not looking at everything that you're uh, hearing, everything that you're saying, and their, their minds are being formed because of that. Their minds are being formed. And sometimes we don't think, you know, I'm not mom and dad, you know, yeah, but, but you play a role. <laughs> oh, they only see me on Sunday. No, 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 you you play a role. You play a role. You do. You do. All right, I don't know, I'm stuck on that. Um, uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6, we know a train of a child in the way that uh, he should go, that when he's old, he, he will not depart. That's the word. That's the word. Do your part, all right? We all have a part to play, a role to play. Let's do it. Uh, three of the men three of the men in that room with King Jehoiakim, that they reacted in fear. We named them already, Deliah, El Nathan, and Gemariah. They reacted in fear to the, to the warning of the Lord. All right? And they, they said, King, let's not burn anymore. All right? let's, not, let's stop it. Nah, the king wouldn't hear him. We know that he did what he wanted to do. Sometimes fear, fear is an appropriate response. Whatever it takes for the Lord to move you, he's going to use it. And if fear is what he uses, then fear is what he's going to use. Paul says this in Philippians chapter 2, beginning of verse 11. It's, uh, he says, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 12, wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence says it here, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You got to figure it out by yourself. Sometimes. But fear and trembling. Whatever the Lord needs to use to move you, he's going to use it. Verse 13 finishes out, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Surely Caesar... Sings a song. Some of you may be familiar with it, you may not be. It's, the song is called uh, Hold My Mule. Oh, maybe some people do know that one. All right. So if you're not familiar with it, the song Hold My Mule is about it's about a brother, brother uh, shouting John. All right, shouting John. And even if you didn't know it's called Hold My Mule, you'd be like, Oh, I know that song. And so in the song, here's what happened: John joins this church, but it's a dead church. All right? This church didn't like shouting. They didn't like dancing. They didn't like praising. All right? This church was unmoved by God. I'm going to tell you, if you're a church and someone can put your church and unmoved by God in the same sentence, I'm telling you right now, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something <laughs> wrong. So this is a church that, that John joined. And I told you, he liked to dance. He liked to, he liked to shout. Right? And, the, and the deacons of this church, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. So when John would get to dancing and shouting, they would, they would sit him down. But John would whoop, pop back up. The song says they would get to holding his feet, but his hands, his hands would get to going. They can't stop it. So they decided, look, <laughs> we can't do this no more. Every Sunday he's wearing us out. We're just going to have to tell him not to come back. All right. Oh, kick him out of the church. Sir. All right. Because he wants to praise too much. So they said, all right, look. We're gonna to have to go to his house, and we're gonna tell him you can't come back here no more. All right. So they get in their cars, you know, and they drive to his house. And as they pull up, they see shouting John in the field with an old beat up mule. He's working. All right? He's working. All right. So they pull up, and they already got their plan together. Are you gonna speak? I'm gonna be. I don't know. You speak. All right. Cool. They got the plan together. But before they begin to speak, all right, shouting John says, "Hey, I know why you're here." Right. I already know why you've come. All right. You don't want me in a church no more. You don't like all my shouting. You don't like all my dancing. You don't like all my praising. I know. Right. That's okay. He said, if you don't want me, if you don't want me in your church, that's okay. But I can no longer hold my peace. <laughs> all right? So he begins to ask them a series of rhetorical questions. At the same time, He's sharing his testimony with them. First thing he says is, did you see this field when you drove up here? All this land and my little mule right here. See, God gave me all of this. But you don't want me to shout and dance in your church? Okay. All right. Then John says, you see my My sons and my daughters. God gave me all my children. Not once have I been to the courthouse. Not once have I been to the cemetery. Hmm. But you don't want me to dance in your church? (laughs) Okay. Now look at me. I'm 86 years old. You saw me working in this field. At 86, I can still walk behind this old mule and do my own work. That's because of God. But you don't want me to dance and shout in your church? He said, uh, well, listen here, Brother Deacons. If you don't want me to dance in your church, he said, hold my mule, and I'm just going to dance and shout right here. <laughs> See, John, John understood something. He understood something. He, he, knows, he knows that, look, <laughs> I ain't going to mess with y'all. Why? Because he knows the word. Maybe at one time he was unmoved by the word of God, but right now at 86, he learned a long time ago that I know what the Bible says. Proverbs 10 and 22, it says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. So John knew that every time he's behind his mule, in this field, with his crop, he's blessed. He's blessed. And he knows where the blessings came from. It came from the Lord. It didn't come from these deacons in this old dead church. That did where it come from. See, John meditated on the word. Yeah. He thought on the word. He remembered the word. He remembered Philippians 4 and, and 19, right? He remembered the word and, and the word says, God, my God, he's going to supply, I'm going to switch the word, my, all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus, So if you don't want me to shout and dance in your church, that's okay. I shout and dance right here. Because I'm not unmoved by the word like you. That's what he was saying. Once upon a time in a faraway land, I might have been unmoved by the word, but not today. That's not my testimony today. My testimony today is that when I meditate on and think of the word and all... That the Lord has done according to the promises of his word. I don't need your permission. I don't need your permission to get happy. I don't need your permission to get excited. I don't need your permission to run, to dance, to shout, to clap or to say hallelujah. I don't need it from you. You're not going to stop my praise. You're not going to stop my worship. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to shut up my mouth. You can try to hold my feet, but I got hands too. You can try to bind my hands, but I got a mouth. And even if you tape me all up, I guess what? I'm just going to jump like this. Because my praise is evident. My praise is evident in my attitude. My praise is evident in my approach to this thing. See, shouting John isn't like some of us. Some of us, we too worried about what everybody else is thinking we too worried about what everybody is saying, what everybody is thinking, their, their opinions and all that stuff. Right. Remember, I just said earlier, if you don't want this thing, look, I want you to have it just like me. Right. But if you don't want it, sometimes what I said the other day I can be bad all by myself, right, I'm just going to go to God by myself. Right. Right. You can do your own thing. Right. Right. I'm still going to pray for you. Amen. I'm going to love you. Yeah. Right. I'm going to take your name to the Lord. Amen. But I can't do what you do. Right. I can't do what you do. Hallelujah. I can't do what you do. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. See, John, John, we said he was, he was moved. He was moved by the word of God. See, now more than ever, we, we, we can't afford to be unmoved by the word of God. We can't. The, the world is, I, I wrote it here. I said the world is getting crazy. But that's no, it is crazy. It just is crazy. It's, it's not getting there. I, I can't even cross it out. It, it just is crazy. It's too crazy now that, that, that we're, gonna, we're gonna allow the word of God to take a back seat to all this other mess and all this other junk that we're being inundated with on a on a daily basis. Now is not the time. Now is not the time to have the word of God take a back seat. Talked about earlier that Jesus ain't my co pilot. Right. He's not my co pilot. He, he is the pilot. Right. Right. I, I'm not, he's, not, he's not taking direction from me. Right. My word. <laughs> I'm taking direction from Him. Amen. He's my guiding light. I, look, I'm not in control of this thing. He is. Amen. Well, I'm going to try to uh, give suggestions and advice. You know, sometimes it's good to be quiet and follow. Sometimes we try to open our mouth and no, no, no. Sometimes just be quiet and follow. That's why we get in trouble. All right, we get in trouble. I always got to put your input. Everybody don't need to hear you all the time. Sometimes it's preferable we don't hear you. All right. Let's practice that. Let's practice being seen and not heard a little bit more. I don't know why I said that, but I did. And it's being recorded, so there you go. There you go. All right. See, everyone is. Everyone's looking for direction and answers. But too many of us are looking in the wrong places. All right, we're simply looking in the wrong places. The, the direction we're seeking, the answers we're seeking, my Bible, oh here, just hiding it. It's here. It's in this thing. It's in the word. From generation to revelation, one, not plural, just one revelation, people. From Genesis to Revelation, all the answers, all the direction. 2 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. See, I told you, direction, answers. 2 Peter f- chapter 1, beginning of verse 20, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation... For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See? Direction. Answers. Second 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God a workman who needed not to be ashamed. Because why? Because he's rightly dividing the word of truth. Why? Because he's in the word. And when he got in the word, you and I, we got what? Direction. And we got answers. We weren't led astray, but we were set on the straight path. Right? The, the, the way was made, the way and the path was made clear for us. Why? Not because we made our own way and our own path, no, but because we got in the Word. We got in the Word when we, when we heard the Word, we, we prayed. And then we meditated on the Word, we, we received the Word, we remembered the Word, we prayed the Word, we speak the Word. Answers, directions, right in that thing. So, Jehoiakim thought that by burning the scrolls, he was, look, uh, man, this can't be the word of God. I'm going to burn these pages up. This can't be for me. We didn't read it all, but he said, why, why would this say, why would this say that the Babylonians were going to come and mess us up and put us in bond? That can't happen. That ain't going to happen. Not under my watch. This ain't the word. I'm going to burn this thing up and throw it away. Repent. Ah, I repented last week. I don't know how much repenting I got to do. All right, Burn this thing up. You know, more coals on the fire. That, that's, that, was his, that was his response. You know, I'm just gonna burn this thing and 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 I'm gonna pretend that if God didn't say it, it'll be okay. <laughs> if God didn't say it, uh, if I burn it up, then God didn't say it, and, and 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 we can just keep living our lives the way we're living it. But that's not the way it works. We can't destroy the word of God, and so many people think that if they just ignore the word, everything's gonna be okay. No, 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 recipe for disaster. Recipe for disaster. In fact, the Bible says in verse 32 of Jeremiah 36, the Bible says that, uh, then took Jeremiah another roll. Remember, the first one got burned up. Took another roll and gave it to Baruch the scribe, his assistant once again, the son of Neriah, who wrote therein from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the book that Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, had burned in the fire. Remember, the first time. And there were added besides unto them many like words. What would that say? Well, King Jehoiakim burned up the first one. All right. So Jeremiah said, all right, well, do it again. All right. Record these words again. This time, though, he had a little bit more to say. The Bible says that he added like words. Right. He didn't think it was real because of what the Lord had said before. I'll just add some more stuff. Be more specific. Maybe that'll speak to a And Sometimes that happens to us, you know. Sometimes, sometimes we'll say uh, just speaking, or you know, just we're preaching, teaching, whatever, and or a really more appropriate. You know, we're sitting in these in these seats here, and and you know, the man of God, whomever it may be, says something. You're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, y'all need to hear that word right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the man of God is speaking something else, and it's like, right there. Yeah, that was definitely for me. Definitely for me. I, look, as much as I want to point fingers, uh, I know that that was specific for me. So I kind of feel like, I don't know, I don't have Bible for that, but I kind of, I kind of feel like that's why, that's why um, Jeremiah did that. Okay, you might have, it could ignore this. Yeah, you could kind of put it, yeah, maybe that's her. She needs to do that. You know, you don't need to worry about that. But, but he said, let me add these like words. This is going to be very specific. There's no way he can ignore this. I kind of, I kind of want to think that, that that's exactly, exactly what happened. All right. Couldn't destroy the word, but sometimes it's going to come back a little bit more for you. A little bit more um, specific, like I said. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8 says it like this. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth. But the word of God, it shall stand forever. Can't get rid of it. Can't get rid. It's it. good. <laughs> we don't want to get rid of it. But even if we wanted to, we can't. The word of God it stands forever. Everything else can fade away. Everything passes away. All right. Not one jot and not one tittle of this thing. All the words stand forever rejecting God's word and being unmoved by God's word proved to be disastrous for the king as it will prove to be disastrous for you and me. You can stand this morning. I am coming to a close. The Bible says, this is my last scripture this morning. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing, and his kingdom. Verse 2, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Verse 3, 4, the time will come when they will not. The time is now, people, when they will not endure sound doctrine. The time is now. They will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, shall they reap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Finally, verse 4, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. When you or I are unmoved by the word of God, we, we don't like the taste of the sound doctrine. It's, it's bitter to us. We're inclined to seek after that which tastes good, right? That which is indeed soothing to to our palate. Soothing to our palate it may be but it is in fact it's, it's, it's poisonous to our souls and to this mortal body. This morning I had a simple thought. We cannot be unmoved by the word of God. Let's pray. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to on you, I'm going wait- to